What's up, everybody? Do you feel it? Do you feel that energy? This is the first ever episode of Don's Pinball Podcast. My name's Don. I've started a podcast today, and I'm going to get into that, why that's relevant in today's pinball market and listening uh, ether. Right. So today I'll go over who am I? What the heck am I doing recording my voice for the masses? I've got hot takes on Stern's Bond, Pro and Premium. I played them both. Who wants the hot takes? Follow up. We've got, is there a new game that's being released and revealed tomorrow in Las Vegas on January 3rd, 2020? Thrizzle? I think so. We're supposed to get the 60th edition of Bond. Is it going to be a Beatles? Is it going to be Blasto Fantastic? We'll find out. Coming up. Yo, everybody, thanks for coming in and tolerating me through your radio speakers on your drive home, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're in the iPhone, maybe you're in the shower. Don't drop it or it will get wet. All right. So first off, my name's Don. I'm super into pinball. I've always kind of liked it. I've never been like super into the hobby except for just recently, like in the last year. So my point of contention, point of difference is I'm new at all of this. Who's Lyman Sheets? Who's this guy that designed uh, Toy Story 4? I don't know. I'm just learning these people. I know their names now. Um, so we'll kind of get into some of that. So, you know, started off playing pinball. Memories with my dad, you know, we were out uh, during the day. Uh, he's at the bar getting some drinks, and I'm throwing some quarters in some machine, just panic flipping like every kid does. And I remember a time he came over, and he's like, look, yo. I believe he said, yo, watch the balls that's rolling down the flipper. Wait till it gets down to the end, then hit that button. Then boom, it'll likely start something. And oh, hey, kid, check this out. This is Fireball. It's crazy because it's got a big spinning disc in the middle of the play field. Who knows what it's going to do? And I was like, whoa, this isn't just, you know, flippy, flippy, flippy. It's like, you know, you can actually control this thing. So, you know, me and him, like we played pinball off and on. Growing up, we were always like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could get a machine like in our house, like legit, like, find a game supplier, whatever it is, and maybe just slide them a hundred bucks, rent the machine for a month, play the heck out of it. Like that was a fantastic dream to like a 10, 11 year old. So, you know, that never happened, but I was perusing one day, July, 2021, where all good ideas come from Facebook marketplace. And I see this listing by a game supplier and arcade in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Right. So I was talking to the wife. I'm like, Hey, um, this guy sells pinball machines, like real commercial flippy, flippy bat, bright lights, music, quarter crunching pinball machines. She's like, that's kind of cool. You know I mean? We've both liked pinball. I've got stories of me and her when we first started dating, playing things. So we are rolling up there and I'm like, let's just go check out this town. We haven't really ever been there. We'll go check it out and we'll pop into the sky. It's got an arcade. So nothing else. We can play for a little bit, talk, find out price and things. Anyway, didn't go with any preconceived notions of anything. And we ended up inking a deal to come back in a few more days and pick up a stern dark night, which turned out to be home use only. And within a week I had this thing in my dining room of the house and it just blew my mind. Like I've got a commercial machine in my dining room. Like it, 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 it hits different when you have a machine at home, you know, they're fun to go to the arcades and play around with, but like when it's in your house, like it just seems the, the audio is so much clearer. There's the rumble you're feeling, you know, hitting stuff. You can take the glass off and cheat, use your fingers and, and push stuff. Fantastic. Since then, you know, like most hobbies, uh, tattoos, whatever, when you get into something like this, they tend to multiply. And, you know, I've kind of upgraded to a full arcade now. So, boom, that's my background and how I got into this. 
so far in my year, year and a half of doing this, I've bought machines, sold machines. I know how to work on machines. That started day one. I'm digging this hobby. We've been to pinball or the Texas Pinball Festival. We went to Chicago Expo and Midwest Gaming Convention. And it's just been like mind blowing. Like I've been in these hobbies before, these kind of fandoms where, you know, you're into, you know, kind of one specific little niche and then you want to go around and do all those niches, right? No stitches, do the niches. So like I came from the roller coaster hobby. We travel around the world and states going and riding every roller coaster we can, cataloging, arguing online of who's the best, who, you know, which one's rougher, which one used to be good. Oh, you suck because you missed out on this one that doesn't exist anymore, that kind of thing. And then there's so many parallels between the pinball fandom hobby and the roller coaster hobby, the same personalities even, the same people that kind of run their own forum like it's their own little fiefdom, their own little kingdom, and like lord over everybody else. Like I see the same things over here. People having death arguments about who's the best designer. You see it in the roller coaster world. You see it in the pinball world. I'm sure it's in the Pokemon card world, you know, wherever you find these things. But it's like I just backflipped into like this other huge kind of hobby where it's like it's collecting, it's interactive, it's fixing, it's repairing, it's flipping, it's, it's everything. So I'm here to give you my hot takes as somebody with a fresh perspective on this industry. I haven't been deep into it for 20 years like a lot of people have. I'm seeing everything with new eyes. So, you know, I think my hot take will be at least different than, you know, somebody who's been competitively playing these things for decades. So brings us to our time with with Bond. I'm going to talk about Bond Stern, pinball release, three uh, different versions of the James Bond pinball machine. I have now played two of them. I went to Chicago uh, Expo. I was able to play the pro. I was able to play the premium. And this is like the first major release that like I was in on the ground floor, like from rumors to release to playing. It's always story being another one. Um, but what do I think? You know, initially I was like, okay, this game's fun. I agree with everybody else. The game's code, the rules and everything aren't fully fleshed out and developed. Heck, the licensing isn't even fully approved, so there's only really one song in the game. But even just looking, just judging it strictly on the bones, I had a lot of fun. You know, um, I think I have as much fun on Bond as I do on Deadpool, which apparently they're both designed by the same dude, so kind of makes sense. So I think the bones of the game are fine. Um, differences between pro and premium now. Since I've been in this, I've been looking at you know different versions of each game. And when I go and buy a new one, like, which one do I want? Which one's the best? And typically, so far at least, I'm the type of dude that wants pretty bells and whistles. You know, if it slows gameplay down a little bit while a building is resetting or something, I'm down and all day, all day. I'll do that all day. I love me some ramps and everything. Looking at these two versions, though, man, I think the pro really they put a lot into this. And the only point of difference I'm seeing is there's some aesthetics with the you know, rocket launcher tower building, of course, and you've got the physical ball locking. And I'm, I'm a dude that like, if there's a wire form, have a trail, give it right. This one, I don't know that it adds a whole lot. And we are talking about a $3,000 price difference between these two things. So for the little rotating bondy wand guy with the magnet and the dropping and the spiral ramp, I'm kind of seeing that as like the only thing that's different. I mean, the art's different, right? But I mean... And I think for this one, after playing it, and then I played it again today at uh, District 1 up here in Wisconsin, uh, threw another six bucks in it, uh, got a fairly high score for me, 247 million, got a replay. I mean, it's a good game. I wouldn't mind at some point owning this. I think pro's the way to go. You know, don't hang me, but I'm hearing some echoes of that similar thing. 
Um, I think the game's going to age well. I think once I get the code licensing where it needs to be, this game in two years pops up MSRP or lower, I might go on it. And I've got a ton of ideas for mods too. And I know Diddy, my homie that made the Nagel oil building for Godzilla, he's already designing a rocket tower platform. So the flat plastic building in the back left, you know, that can easily be upgraded. I'm just seeing all kinds of cool upgrades for this thing. For sure, like on the Pro, you know, you don't have the full-figured Bond. It's that plastic in the back with the jetpack. I'm sure somebody can work on that. Oh, one thing I did notice. The little double ramp design on the right side of the play field, it's covered with a clear plastic. And I've seen Deadpool do the same thing to prevent balls completely flying out and going crazy. There's nothing on top of there, though. That's just flat, clear plastic with screws, like four screws. So... I could easily see pulling that off and throwing like a model of, you know, some villain or henchman's mansion or something or some kind of scene and just like dropping it down right on there. It's in the back part of the play field. There's enough room between the glass. I think that'd be cool. Anybody that's out there wants to sculpt or create some 3d printer files, you know, release that man. I would, if I had one of these, I would love to drop something on there. That's my hot take. Um, yeah, I had a good time playing it today. I think I'll move right along. So next up, we have tomorrow, a game release day. These don't come on very often, maybe, what, what, six, seven a year of, like, big game reveal. And so in addition to the three versions, the Pro, the Premium, the Limited Edition of the Bond, there's also a second, no, a fourth version, completely different from these versions, and designed by the same guy that did Jurassic Park and Iron Maiden and uh, Godzilla. Like, the dude's awesome. Um, I've played all of his games, and... They shoot really well. So there's a ton of demand, or well, demand. There's anticipation going into this. But what do we know about it? There was that leaked image of it where the art is basically kind of the same thing we're seeing with the other ones, just movie posters. It's black. It's got score reels. I don't know there's an LCD screen on the play field. The big thing for me, not knowing all the ins and outs and intricacies to this process, was that it's a single-level play field, which um, I'm trying to see exactly what that means. Like, does that mean this thing is like those old electrical mechanical grandpa's games, right? Where it's all just just flat, some bumpers, drop targets, and like that's all it does. There's no ramps, there's no wire forms, uh, no vertical up kickers, right? Um, but I mean, looking at Bond, like isn't this already a single level play field? What's different? It's got that ramp in the back, which I wonder if it's the same one from uh, Deadpool, the premium, where it was alongside the shooter lane where it could kick the ball up to the katana. Um, that changes the the elevation of the ball. So does that disqualify this from being a single play field? Multiple play field games, I'm thinking of things like, uh, um, what's, that? what's that dragon show on HBO? Game of Thrones. You know, that's got that upper field you can kick up to and play around on. Um, Halloween has like six or seven of them. <laughs> um, you know, does the fact that it has a ramp into a wire form disqualify it from being a single level game? I look at Beatles, Stern also made, Plays really well. I like it. It's fun to shoot around with. I, I don't think in any universe it's worth, personally to me, the cost that that thing released at. Um, but when I see it in an arcade or when I see it uh, at an expo, I stop and play it for a little bit. It's fun. I do. I like the Beatles. The Beatles are cool. I don't. I wish that it would. Uh, I, tangent. All right. Let's go talk about Beatles for a second. Um, I mean, is there a band that has? you know, as much great music as the Beatles. I mean, they're like, got to be top five, right? So when I play Guns N' Roses and you lock into a song, like that song's playing. The song hits in, the lights 
are interactive and then you kind of have the full song playing and if you drain early there's a ball save it just keeps kicking your ball out so you can at least enjoy that song or at least 40 percent of it when i play beatles it seems to go between yeah you know, here's your song and then ball drains and we're back to something else or you know here's your song but now you hit another target it switches to something else like i'd like to lock in and just you know spin that song uh, uh, maybe that's an option you know, in the menu, maybe that could be done with code or maybe they're limited due to licensing and the hands are tied and they're doing the best they can. I don't know. But that looks like to me, single play field. So are we going to get Beatles with a spinny hat, 10 drop targets and like 72 spinners or whatever this game is supposed to have? We're going to find out tomorrow. I mean, I don't even know if I can get this podcast done and, and figure out how to upload it by then. So I guess I'll have to cover that in a future show. Oh, wait. Learning my sound buttons. <laughs> Traffic. All right. Um, well, I think I covered some ground. I think I've introduced who I am. I think I'll try to entertain you best I can during your commute. Um, coming up on 13 minutes here. Tomorrow, we're going to find out what's the deal with the bond. Okay, so I'm super excited. I can't wait to wake up and check that out. So make sure that you all keep your thighs on the prize, as they say. And I'll come back with another episode soon. <laughs>